Nair, and welcome to Rusted Junk, the 80s movie podcast. Do you dream about gremlins? How hard can you actually die? Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? If those mean something to you, then you're in the right place. This season, we're all about a dip into the 90s. So over to Charlie, Amanda, Joe and Dom for the film. Hello, welcome everyone. It's time to look for a dip in the 90s. I know it's an 80s podcast, but here we are. We are we are dipping into the 90s with, with already some classics. And we've got a full house. So, I'm Charlie. Um, you can go in whatever order you like, everyone. Don't mind. I'm Amanda. I'm Joe. <laughs> and I'm Dom. Oh, he's not singing. I thought he was going to carry on the sing. We're going to have a... <laughs> Gonna have a symphony there of some sort. Um, anyway, uh, welcome. Uh, one of the things I we put on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, no branding, no anything. Uh, you know, no no credits either side or anything like that. We put up a tribute to Carl Weathers, and um, you know, I think people appreciated that we did that, and we wanted to do that. It was one of the things. It's the I do apologise, even though I said there that my video editing skills might be very poor, but it's something that we we all felt we needed to do. Um, so we put it on there, and you know, as we said on the on the video, he will be very sadly missed. Um, but anyway, we have a film to do here, so uh, I'm going to tell you what the film is. Uh, film is uh, Basic Instinct, and um, it's directed by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, it was released on March the twentieth, nineteen ninety two. Uh, and the plot revolves around San Francisco police detective Nick Curran, played by Michael Douglas, who investigates the brutal murder of a wealthy rock star, Johnny Boz. During the course of the investigation, Curran becomes entangled in a passionate and intense relationship with Catherine Trammell, played by Sharon Stone, an enigmatic writer and the prime suspect in the murder. Trammell's mysterious past and provocative behaviour keep Curran on edge as he delves deeper into the case. It made $352 million at the box office on a $49 million budget, has a 56% critic score and 64% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's I, I, I think that's a pretty good introduction. I mean, I didn't want to go into the whole plot and then he did this and then she did that and was he bang? Yes, yeah, it's, it's all right, isn't it? All right, it's nice, snappy, to the <laughs> point. However going to do my usual thing because I've, I've because i've done this it was fourth at the box office in 1992 oh. i've written out the 10 so because i think people might shout things out and i can tell you where they are on the list but does anyone want to guess at ones above it 1992 i couldn't tell you i can't even think okay the sequel to a 1990 christmas favorite Home Alone. Home Alone 2. 2. Just in third place, $358 million. Um, If nobody's going to take a guess, uh, I'm going to... I thought, Joe, you might at least get one of the sequels. Oh, is it uh, one of the Rocky sequels? It's not. It's Batman Returns, which was at number oh, six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. $266 million. Uh, so this beat Batman Returns. This meets Batman Returns and Lethal Weapon Three, which was at three hundred twenty-one million. Insane. Uh, number seven. I'll keep you in suspense for a minute. Number seven, Few Good Men, two hundred forty-three. Sister Act. God knows oh. why. Sister Act at eight with two hundred thirty-one million. Was that the first? The first one. That was super popular over here. Uh, well, 
it was it sort of was over here with very strange people. Don't know um, why. Don't know why. Bram Stoker's Dracula at number nine, two hundred and fifty million. Oh, I did like that. Wayne's World with one hundred and eighty-three at number ten, but with Home Alone two at number three, number two, Kevin Costner. Dances with Wolves. No. The Untouchables. Oh, Robin Hood. No, no, not The Untouchables. No. Robin Hood. Dom comes out of nowhere with the guess. That's what I thought it was, no? Oh, The Bodyguard. Oh. Um, <laughs> number one, animated Disney film. Come on, Joe. Uh, so it's 92. Um, let's the Beast in 91. And then... Uh, uh, was it Aladdin? It was. Okay. Aladdin. So Bodyguard made 411 million. Aladdin, 504 million. Pretty good going. Pretty good going. Anyway, Basic Instinct was Amanda's choice. So over to you. It was. Yeah. So I I try and say this without going, why? (laughs) Why did you you choose Basic Instinct? Why? Uh, Right. Okay. So I was 18 when this came out. I know. Shocking to believe. I look so young. Um, I didn't actually see it when it came out. Because I was a bit of a wuss. I didn't really like um, blood and stuff in films. So I never watched it when it came out. But I watched it a few years later. I don't remember the first time I watched it. Um, but yeah, I remembered it being, and I haven't seen it for years. So when like the, the 90s theme came up, I thought, oh, yeah, I quite like to pick that film. Um, it just was a really good watch when I remember watching it and it had a little bit of a twisty turny plot which kept um kept you engaged um obviously there's the uh, leg crossing scene and I always thought and we'll come on to this that it was like you know a stunt and there was nothing there and you couldn't see anything but we'll come on to that later um so yeah Sharon Stone uh very good looking woman um, and this was one of the movies that really, you know, brought her out into the fore, into sort of public attention, really. Um, so I'm bigging it up for the for the women as well in this sort of era. Um, yeah, I, I think it was just a good, really good watch. It had a good plot. Um, the acting was good. Um, so that's why I picked it. Okay. So... We'll go around in around this way, I think. So, so give the initial thoughts of what you think, Dom. Well, there's a, there's a few things Amanda raises there that I think we should return to when we do the review. I guess it's a little bit surprised because I I always think of this as a as a film made by men for men. So you know, I'm interested that perhaps Amanda would disagree and that she uh, she obviously is a woman enjoyed the film as well because I wasn't sure if, if that would be the case. Um, I think the the reason this film is famous and the reason that anyone well, most people would choose to watch it would be to do with the sex it's uh you know very highly charged erotic quite explicit film for a mainstream movie and in my mind that's why you would watch this film to get off on it but there isn't that much sex in it though when, when there is sex it's sex it's proper but there isn't a lot of sex in it it's not like you know oh god they're at it again oh god they're at it again do you know what i mean I think countable, but there must be what five or six separate 
reasonably lengthy sex scenes, a couple of them pretty explicit as well, which is more than your average Hollywood fare. I guess so. Charles, put the kettle on. Yeah, yeah, put the kettle on. That'll, that'll <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because sometimes I think you might, are you getting a bit prudish in your old age? You didn't like the, the angle in Pulp Fiction. You said, well, you could have done without seeing that. I did think this was the second film in a row we've watched which fetishizes cocaine use. So um, definitely <laughs> thought that was the case. So yeah, maybe. Well, you're choosing the next one, so it may continue. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got a good one. <laughs> I'm sure you have a Belton. Um, right. Well, Joe. So I have a funny story about this one. I didn't see it in the theaters when it first came out, and uh, what happened was. I rented it on VHS and the day I rented it was when I also bought my, my first home theater experience, which was like a made up home theater thing. Like I got these huge tower speakers that were almost as tall as me. I got these rear speakers. So basically the rear speakers were pumping out even more of the front speakers, but they were in the back and I had a subwoofer and I had a sunshine speaker, but it was insane. It was just like something that I put together. And so uh, this girl I worked with, she lived close by. And I says, uh, you doing anything? And she's like, no. I says, I just got my home theater. You got to check it out. It's 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 so cool. And she goes, well, what movie should we watch? I says, I just rented Pulp, uh, not Pulp Fiction, Basic Instinct. Um, I says, you want to watch that? She goes, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. She goes, I heard it's supposed to be good. It's like, okay. So she comes over. I turn off the lights. It's pitch black. I put it on. Start the movie. And it's the first scene and it's <laughs> orgasming and it's loud, super loud. Like the hair on my legs are, are shaking from the subwoofer from everything. And I'm, I got a big smile on my face and she's like, Joe. And I'm like, isn't this the coolest thing you've ever seen or heard? And she's <laughs> like, Joe. And I was like, doesn't it sound like you're right in bed with them? <laughs> and she's like, Joe. I was like, what? And she's like, I feel kind of uncomfortable. I says, but doesn't it sound really cool? <laughs> it's like, she goes, I don't know if I should be watching this with you. And I was like, all right. So we watched Little Mermaid. Oh, what? oh no. Yeah, she was naked too. <laughs> Joe, I thought that anecdote was going to end up with a different situation with you and this, uh, this last night. You end up watching uh, she was the- all right, you know, but uh, no, we were just good friends. Um, after that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I know I, I will say we had reviewed Fatal Attraction. I think this is a better movie than Fatal Attraction, which both it's it's similar in ways. You got some psychotic bitch that's into sex, and you got Michael Douglas is in it. And but for some reason, he's more remembered for Fatal Attraction. But I, I do like this movie better, and Sharon Stone was. It was a breakout role for her, and she was pretty damn hot in that. Mm. Um, and I'm going to break with tradition, and I don't care. And people, if you're listening, leave comments or contact Charlie wherever you want to. I am giving this an 8 out of 10. I'm giving my I, – I am protesting. I want the scores coming back in the beginning. And then – because I like hearing scores in the beginning, so I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it won't after this podcast. But for now, <laughs> eight out of ten. Dom, do you want to join the revolution? You've already been. Do you want to? Joe's marching on the uh, 
on the chateau. Okay, well, I'll just add my one comment, which is Michael Douglas. I'm sick of him. I hope it's a while before we do a Michael Douglas film again because <laughs> he just plays the same character, oh, not wait. really well. Changes, changes list. So, yeah, well, it's, 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 it's kind of cool. I, you know, back then everybody wanted to be him. You know, but I understand what you're saying. Oh, it's just so generic, and what's this? Especially having America white bread, just like bland and average. Um, so I'm sc- I'm scoring this. If we are giving our scores early, if we're unlike in this film, if we're shooting our loads early, then I'm going for a three out of ten. That's Ooh. my score, basic instinct. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! Let, I didn't see let, that coming. Let, I didn't let, see that coming let, either. Your chins. Yeah, three out of ten. Jeez, Dom. Dom, Joe, Dom. Joe, Dom, Joe, this is why probably putting the scores up. Because <laughs> at first, because if I was listening now, I do love you, dear listeners, and I know you may watch it in things, but listen to it or watch it in parts. You've got to find out yeah. why the chickens, um, Dom has scored it at three. Blimey. What well, chickens, Dom. Well, we'll get into it, won't we? Well, I want to hear from Charlie. We've, we've had listener feedback that Charlie, you need to, you need to, we need to rediscover the old Charlie. You need to get stuck into this. I want to hear you give this the creative kicking yeah. or the uh, eulogy that it deserves in your on, mind. Uh, on feedback, by the way, we've had a couple of people nominate uh, films that we need to do. So uh, I think maybe after the first round, we might do one of the listener films. I think it'd be a good idea. We can yeah. discuss which one. Uh, I think there have been three mentioned, but uh, there's two that, that stand out, I think, one one of each. Uh, but anyway, back to the film. Um, I'm going uh, to give it an eight. Um, I want to kind of give it a nine, but I'm giving it an eight. Um, but I have to I have to take take my, uh, take my hat off to this film because I, I was only thinking about it, about the, the transition between the 80s and the 90s. Um, and and I think when I think about that transition period, Total Recall was really for me the, the, something I I hadn't seen before. And I know it's the same director, but I hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen that that level of scale of everything else. Like the Running Man was probably starting to get close with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and boom, he's in this huge sci-fi film. And I just think the transition from there in each film, your Total Recall in ninety. Silence of the Lambs in 91, which was pretty much game-changing in cinema. And it's one of those films that I wouldn't put in the 1980s. Weirdly, probably started started being filmed in there. And Basic Instinct. I think there are certain films that define the 90s. Uh, we've obviously covered, you know, we covered Speed, you know, whether or not people think that's the, the best action film. Um, Pulp Fiction, we gave it the perfect score of 40. Um, but, I mean, Basic Instinct people remember it's one of those things if you if you said basically it's oh yeah the leg crossing scene or if you said sharon stone film sharon stone they go basic instinct it's just one of those things that are in people's psyches and there's no surprise that michael douglas is in it because he he, he's in those types of films he's in those water cooler talking point films um he just he he makes good selections we'll get to get him briefly in roll call um I just think it's well made. I think it's well written. I think it's well made. Uh, yes, there are holes in it. Size size ten holes. I can think of a hole. Well, hey. <laughs> hey. very good, very good. Let's start. Let's start early, shall we? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's. I I just 
like it. I could watch it again now. It's, it's one of those films. Uh, I watched the European version rather than the US version, Joe. So I don't know which version you watched. What's um, the difference? 42 seconds. Which is? Well, we'll, sex. we'll get to that in trivia time. I'll tell oh. you all about it in trivia time. So whose is longer? The Europeans? Euro- the Europeans, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, so an eight bordering a nine out of ten. Amanda, what was your score then? If we're for all, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. Closing ourselves early. What what what's um, your score? Can we do halves? Yeah, half. Eight and a half. Ooh, okay. Nice. Outnumbered, Dom. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to lodge a few points before we get into it. The dialogue <laughs> is drivel. Yes. The the plot makes no sense. The ending is just makes you feel like you've wasted your whole time watching the film because it's totally inconclusive yeah no okay mm. i'm not seeing a lot of nodding heads but listeners i can i can feel our listeners nodding at home not there's no nodding heads sorry not a lot of nodding heads there's none it's just we're just looking at you with a mixture of disbelief and incredulity <laughs> oh my god well, you did all re-watch the film didn't you before this part no one's been unprofessional yeah. enough to just go from their vague memories of 20 years yeah. ago no yeah, well you know it is it's that's the whole thing it's enjoyment and i did enjoy it but i agree with you that like the story i I think everybody in the movie is stupid it's like how could they not figure out who the killer is it's especially michael douglas you know i mean just the thing that happens at the end was just ridiculous but um we'll get into that but i i kind of understand you know what you're going at but again it's something that if i'm going to watch that or i'm going to watch i'm sorry uh, with Nail and I, I think I'd prefer watching Basic Instinct. Fight and talk with Dom. Uh, should, should we just, uh, Amanda, should we just leave these two to duke it out? And then, oh, and we'll come back in 20 minutes. I mean, I like with Nail and I, but I'm not going to see much pussy there. <laughs> yeah. This is why it's a good choice to film, Amanda, because it does obviously spark some debate, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's debate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so is that it? You're just going to give your score, or are you going to give the reason why you've given it an eight and a half? Well, I said that all at the beginning. Why I chose the film? Uh, right. Okay, um, yeah. I just think it's a good, it's a good plot. Um, it's well acted. Um, it kept my attention, which is quite hard sometimes. Um, yeah, and it's quite hard. Yeah, yeah, the sex scenes are great. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, right. thumbs up right. from me. Okay. Uh, right. Wow. Okay. Oh, this is going to be fun. So let's get the trailer out of the way, and then a little bit of roll call, and let's get onto the film because uh, it's going to be uh, Dom Dom firing back uh, three three uh, tennis players on the other the other side of the uh, court. I've it's been tra- there, Dom. Oh. It's not not that bad. You know, you'll be okay. I yeah. might jump on you. I might jump on your side of the court at some point. So. I would have been there for. I would have been outnumbered on Howard the Duck, but thankfully, it, uh, I wasn't. So. The film isn't perfect. Even I was like questioning, wasn't I? I was like, mm, yeah. Well, why they did that, and you know, why did that, happen and why didn't? Sometimes, they sometimes you just got to accept. You just got to get with the film. You got to ride the crest of it, and everyone else has seen it, and everyone's talking about it, and just have a good time with it. For goodness sake. Right, hit the button for the trailer. Here we go. Here's a trailer.
Well, you got 31 stab wounds. What was it? Ice pick. Speak to him, Miss Catherine Tremell, please. Is she a suspect? She's a suspect. I wanted to write a book about the murder of a retired rock and roll star. You know how she does the boyfriend? With an ice pick. She intended the book to be her alibi. I picked him up, and I had sex with him. You didn't feel anything for him, you just had sex with him for your book. In the beginning. Then I got to like what he did for me. You like playing games, don't you? It's nice. You've got no physical evidence. She's lying. What's your new book about? A detective who falls for the wrong woman. What happens? She kills him. Stay away from her! You are out of control, Kurt. You won't learn anything I don't want you to know. She knew I'd say she did it, and she knew that nobody would buy it. She is screwing with your head, Nick! She knows things about me that I only told you. How's it feel to kill someone? You tell me. She manipulates people. Freeze! How much did she pay you? She knows where I live and breathe. Games are over, Nick. Now I like that trailer. It's quite powerful. Quite noisy uh and it's the um music they play in the club isn't it it is yes uh strangely enough they couldn't use the, they didn't use the music that they used throughout the film um they saved that for the next film that she did sliver mm. um which is dreadful it but was anyway, okay it we'll was get to that fast, was it well again i, I think the success again, of this movie uh, was not based on the trailer or the reviews, it was word of mouth. And yeah, the same. And it was that scene. Everybody is like, you gotta go see that. It's like mm-hmm. it's good. Well, it sells. Uh as it always has and always will. Um all right, I'll nip in there. My yeah. first point. Is there a market for this sort of film anymore, these erotic thrillers? In an era of Hornhub and you know, freely accessible hardcore pornography, um you know, wh- why would you go and watch a softcore um, film like this anymore? I just don't think there is a market for it these days. I'm wondering, do you go out to the cinema and you go, well, I'll wait until like The Little Mermaid's finished and then I'll go in because they're showing Butthole Surfers, Butthole Surfers 5 and then you're sitting there with your popcorn watching hardcore. You're going for a collective experience, aren't you? All nubs are solo. Well, solo or maybe a few people watch it at the same time, but I mean, there's some a solo people- experience that won't push the button to go to Pornhub and they'll subscribe to Cinemax, which I, I, I don't know if it is now, but they used to call it kind of like Skinemax. Yeah. Because it's like kind of softcore porn and it's, it's almost like I'll watch softcore porn, but I'm not going to watch hardcore porn because then I'll be really sick. But that, so that's why there's a market. There are people that'll watch that because they don't think that they can deal. I, I don't like, either i mean it's the same thing over and over and over again you know you get sick of that you want to see a story you want to try some different sites joe 
well, I, I'm not even going to get into that. So, all right, okay. That's, that's an interesting comment because, in my mind, you know, incorrectly perhaps, it was a fairly thin sliver of people who would watch, would cross the line of watching porn, but would only watch soft rather than hard stuff. I just think, um, you know, that's fair play. If, that, if that's you, then I accept that. But I just think if you want to get your rocks off, then you these days you would go and find whatever your tickles your fancy, whatever genre, whichever subcategory it is you like. And consume that and if you want to watch a film or a movie you go and watch something and be entertained i just think the overlap between kind of watching a film to get aroused and find it sexual i don't know i was curious as whether that was still a thing in 2024 of course, I, I it, is. In the of course it is desire <laughs> sex of course it's still a popular in films jesus uh, and and netflix series and tv series you have to look at game of thrones that was full of it Ooh, that was there, that but was it was so like incidental popular. to the plot. Yeah, or, or it would, you know, there was a plot, then they'd have sex scenes to titillate and to kind of supplement it. But I would say that in Basic Instinct, the sex is the plot. That's the whole point of the film is, is the sex. And I don't think there's too many films like that these days. Maybe Fifty Shades of Grey would be another example, but, you know. Yeah, but look how popular that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, that's the only other one I can think of. Um, you know, oh, whereas... There's, there's loads of stuff on Netflix. You know, it's funny, I, I have... Uh... I have one porno and it's, it's something that combines something that I really like. It's it's Batman and it's Adam West Batman and it's so good. And you know what's great about it is that it comes he with wears two his cape. He does. <laughs> but it it's two different they have two different versions on it. They have the X-rated version and they have the G-rated version on it. So the G-rated version is 20 minutes, the X-rated version is 2 hours, you know. But the G-rated version is so much better because they parody Adam West and Burt Ward and everything that was in Batman 66 perfectly. It's funny. When you watch the porn, you know, you, you know, it's basically some girl is giving, like Batgirl is giving Robin a blowjob for half an hour. And it's like, are you done yet? It's like, because you want you don't want to see that all the time. And that's why I feel like, you know, again, like we're, we're something like this, neurotic thriller like she has sex with michael douglas what does that last for like maybe three minutes but it's pretty hardcore what they're doing I, i'm surprised that this got didn't get an, an x rating or not rated like again like charlie was talking about it when you think about back in the 70s you had midnight cowboy and you had um a clockwork orange those look like disney films compared to this i mean with some of the stuff that they did that she did like with the sex that she had with uh, the women that she had sex with with the men that she had sex with i was like i'm i am really surprised that i don't think that this would get a i don't think they would allow this now you didn't see her have sex with women though yeah you did you know didn't you no didn't she have sex with a girlfriend there No, no she didn't have sex with her there was a scene in the movie that they shot but it got cut out because it didn't make the movie run smooth so the only bit that you do see is her kissing roxy when she's had a, a bit of a an argument with uh michael douglas when he storms out of her uh her place hmm all right maybe i have his mistake maybe this so you don't see any a fantasy of mine girls. <laughs> but i'm just saying to me it's like that was a lot I, I, they would never give this an r rating they would say you gotta cut a lot now yeah, they, yeah. there was <laughs> there is some stuff on trivia about that particular aspect about the bisexuality of uh, and and sex uh, scene. So uh, yeah, we can come on to that 
at the appropriate time. I think trivia. I think trivia time is going to be a belter. This I really do. I, I think we've got some great trivia. I saw yours, uh, Amanda. I saw what you did. I prepared. I had a quick sneak peek. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I've got. So it's going to be Joe's point though. Whether you like it or not, is I think it is the most sexually explicit mainstream Hollywood film. Uh, you know, it's, it might be art house films. It might be you know, other darker recesses of Netflix, perhaps. In terms of you know a, a film that would trouble the top ten box office releases in a particular year, then this has got to be number one. I would suggest. Oh, I don't know. What about as I haven't seen it for years. Blue Velvet didn't that have something in it? That had a sexual theme in it and sex scenes, but it was, um, you know, much more dark and um, and, and less of it. I think Showgirls, which is another Paul, mm. that's it for Hoven film, but that was a film about strippers. So what do you expect? Um, mm. But yeah, I think I think Joe's right. I think there's two scenes in particular that we'll get to the one where Michael Douglas practically, well, it's debatable as to whether it's consensual with that shrink, and um, no, that's pretty pretty decisive. Yeah, and the, the bit where he um goes down on her as well um yeah i was definitely quite surprised to see that uh shot in the way it was well should we move over to roll call then on that note um <laughs> then get, get into the rest of the film yeah um okay wow and that's just this this is why i love this part i love doing the podcast i think it's great because they're, they're going to be lots of good input on this film and i think it's it is going to be one of those ones that Gonna have a really good conversation about, but let's do roll call first. Here's roll call. Roll call. Okay, so we made a collective thing to dismiss Michael Douglas. If you want to go back and listen to it, we've done Wall Street, uh, done Fatal Attraction, so you can go back and listen to what we do for roll call on Michael Douglas. I would say that, um, despite what you said, Dom, I think he is he's a definitive '80s '90s actor. I think he's like in the same way that. Um, you know, Tom Cruise went on, uh, he didn't, uh, but you're just looking at the, the types of films that he's done, he definitely left his mark, I think. Uh, just yeah, he deserved the Oscar for Wall Street, for sure. Absolutely, uh, 100%. And, and you know, you realise Michael Douglas's thing is talking like this, and then suddenly shouting, very quick, very quick, that he has in his, in his films now. So, go back and listen to those if you want to hear about Michael Douglas. However... Sharon Stone's career. Somebody, somebody, start this off for Sharon Stone. I've got the list here, so I know. But anyone uh, want to? Her biggest film, apart from this, was Casino. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, great, great film, which she's, she's pretty cool? good in. No, I mean, well, you know, it, it's funny because Bacon's wise. to me, she's the least memorable in that movie. It was just like a a minor supporting actress role in that. But this is what made her, you know, by far. Because after Basic Instinct, you're like, oh, did you know she was in in Total Recall? And you're like, she was? And you had to watch it again. Oh, yeah, there she is. But, you know, it's like we didn't care that she was in Total Recall, uh, Total Recall before this movie came out. So I don't care that she was in Total Recall. She, oh, she really no. didn't 18-year-old Charles watched Total Recall and fell in love and was like, and now I've got to wait another two years. And then two years later, I get the Christmas gift <laughs> that I asked for uh, and Basic Instinct. In Total Recall, she she shines out and she is memorable. 
not just least for the lines and stuff, but oh boy, she looked amazing. Come on, Doug, you want to tie me up? And all that sort of stuff. Yes, I am on the Sharon Stone train and I'm loving every minute. Um, what about other highlights? I mean, it doesn't get much, it doesn't get much better after Casino, really. Didn't she do? Didn't she do the uh, the Quick and the Dead? We did. Uh, yeah, Leonardo yeah, yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah, she uh, kind of has this like bounce. Um, if you want a bonus trivia question, anyone that gets this wins a prize. She played Catherine Tremell in another film. Basic Instinct 2, though, yeah. No. Apart from, sorry, apart from the sequels. Oh, it's probably, it yeah, they'd say, like, Wayne's World or no. something. You're on the right thing. It was a cameo. It lasted about three seconds. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Go on. Uh, last action hero. That's great. As they're going into the police station, Robert Patrick as, Termina- as the Terminator walks out, <clears throat> and she walks out in her white dress and lights a cigarette. You see? <laughs> <laughs> like that. Brilliant. Um, where she started, King Solomon's Mines, Alan Quartermain, and then the oh, poor sequel. I mean, poor start start film. Alan Quartermain, The Lost City of Gold, she's in Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Yay. <laughs> Redful. Um, she was in Action Jackson, so we've got the Carl Weathers connection there as well. Uh, then I would say, I, I would argue a breakout film was Total Recall, because everyone got going, who is this? Uh, Basic Instinct pretty much cemented its sliver. Last action hero, the specialist with uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, which is watchable, instantly forgettable, and then you watch it again and you'll forget it again. It's just one of those types of films. Quick and the Dead, Intersection with Richard Gere. Then we've got Casino. Then we've got the underrated, it's a better book than it is film, uh, but Sphere with Dustin Hoffman and Samuel L. Jackson. Very poor film, but it's a guilty pleasure. Oh, she was the voice in Ants in 1998. Then there's a oh, gap. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a gap. 2004, she plays the bad bad guy, woman, whatever, in Catwoman. Um, and then in 2006, she recreated Catherine Trammell for probably our last major film, which is Basic Instinct 2, which we'll get to in trivia, uh, only because of how poorly it did. But, oh, my goodness, what a mess. Although, if we watched it, as we would all be with you on your scores, Dom. We would be going lower than three. It, it's a total mess of a film, Basic Instinct 2. So, it's... What were they thinking? Um, Featuring Stan Collymore, Nottingham Forest, finest right. Stan Collymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did want to say, I think it's kind of sad, though, because she only became popular because she crossed her legs or uncrossed her legs. And she Gosh. took her clothes off and she did that sex scene. If she didn't do any of that in that movie, no one would know who Sharon Stone was. I mean, she is a decent actress. You know, I mean, like Dom said, she was good in the casino. I thought she was very good in that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. And I know we'll get into trivia about that whole thing with the leg crossing thing. But regardless, it, it, it definitely made her who she is. You got any Oscar bants, Dom? Yeah, she, she was um, nominated nominated once. And that was for Casino for Best Actress in 1996. 
She lost out to Susan Sarandon, who won it for Dead Man Walking, also nominated Emma Thompson for Sense and Sensibility, Meryl Streep for Bridges Madison County, and Elizabeth Shue for Leaving Las Vegas, which is an underrated film. That's a, yeah, that is is. a good film. But yeah, that film. was a tough tough year to be up against Meryl Streep, Emma Thompson, Susan Sarandon. That's like three hardcore uh, Best Actress nominees there. And she probably yeah. didn't deserve it, but, um, but it was still a good, good film and good performance. But I think Sharon Stone's best... I think she's the best thing in this film. I think she's good. And although she's given some clunky dialogue and some dodgy plot lines, uh, I think you can see her promise and capability as an actress. I'm not saying she's uh, in the Meryl Streep bracket, of course not, but um, I thought I thought she was my favourite part of this film. One of the things she- that we'll link to in the uh, YouTube, for those in YouTube, uh, we'll actually put the link into her screen test when she came in, because uh, if you like that performance... On, uh, you know, I think that she's best in the film. The screen test is just off the charts. It's just like, give her the job, give her the role. She's just incredible. Yeah, when you think about it, I really can't think of too many people that could have taken that role and, and did what she did with it. Well, I, you know, we'll, we'll get to who, who turned it down. I mean, I can think of one person uh, that might have wanted that, it was Sean Young. She's someone like that i could see dying to get into that movie but i did want to say one thing about sharon stone like the last few years she's had problems like uh i remember she was like dating this like some millionaire billionaire guy and they went in to see a komodo dragon and the dragon bit her boyfriend's toe off (laughs) that's like she was in the headlines like for a while for that and recently she's been in the headlines because she's been doing online online dating, which she's been doing for about three or four years. What? You know? Yeah, she's... I, what is she, 60 <laughs> now? She holds her eyes light up. Sorry, yeah. what, site, what site was this again? Sorry. I'm not sure. It could be Match.com. But uh, she, she did confess that she's been doing online dating and that she has been going out with guys that she met online. Um but it's crazy to think. I mean, she looks incredible still. It's it's crazy to think that she has to resort to something like that to go out with guys, and remember, and that she's still kid. yeah, and that she's still doing it after like three or four years. You know, ten years ago she was at a um, a UN conference or something, and she actually uh, auctioned for her charity uh, a kiss. I mean, the person that won like paid like 85 80 85 grand yeah oh that's ridiculous. So, yeah, well rich people rich people with nothing nothing to do and nothing to spend your money on i mean there's got to be I a point you. where you get you you earn so much money that you go i can't buy any i physically can't buy something that's going to fill my day up i mean the only thing i think they would auction would be her dress from that movie you know i mean that would be worth a lot of money yeah. Uh, it's um Monica Lewinsky's dress. That's a dirty dress too, and I wouldn't want it. Healthy. <laughs> the next on the list, the uh the psychiatrist, uh Jan Triplehorn. Anybody want to make a guess at some another film that she's in? I am gonna test you here unless you've actually looked it up. Dom look Dom, I saw you look at your notes, yes. What have you got? I've done some research, but I would have that I think I'd have recalled from being in the firm. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, great. She's in firm, she? Yeah. She's yeah, that's a good film. Good. That's that is an underrated film. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a good film. Uh, she's in Sliding Doors. Uh, she's in Reality Bites. Uh, she's in Waterworld. I think she got rewarded. Well, not rewarded by, a, a you know, a Dennis Hopper and Kevin Costner in the flop that is Waterworld. Uh, Mickey Blue Eyes. Yeah, with I'm hoping. So, I'm, hang on, hang on. I'm 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 hoping somebody does Waterworld. I, I'm oh, not. So it's very hypocritical of me. It's not. No. <laughs> for our listeners who may have forgotten, Waterworld was the quintessential '90s flop, wasn't it? Yeah. So huge budget, extravagant, overblown production, it crashed horribly, sank without a trace, so to speak. But does is it does it deserve a critical reappraisal? I've not seen it since the '90s. I think that'd be a good candidate if anyone's looking for one more for the list. I think it's one I one I remember that was bad, and I might actually like it. Because I don't think yeah, I've even watched The Postman with Kevin Costner, and there's no Kevin Costner film I really don't like. So yeah, maybe. Jen uh, Triplehorn, uh, Mickey Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant. She was in a TV series, Big Love. She was in Criminal Minds. Don't watch it. Uh, and the Terminal List with um, Chris Pratt. With the latest thing that she was in. So very attractive she is oh i mean all of you know i mean let's go to the next one on the list let's go to roxy leilani sorel um i didn't do a lot uh, I've, s- I've seen a picture of roxy now who oh, she's a lesbian uh, time has been kind to her really yeah, Catherine tramell's uh, girlfriend yeah roxy uh, yeah, it has played, been kind to her it has been kind to her she, she looks she really also, good she also paid the oh she did this she played the policewoman in Days of Thunder and policewoman in inverted commas because they stop and make it think that Tom Cruise has been arrested, but no, it's a stripper. Um, she didn't really do anything else. There's nothing else of note that I can pick up. Um, but good honour, because I always remember I always remember putting her hair up and going, what's your name? It's Roxy. You know, and I'm like, I remember Roxy. Never forget her. Not for that reason. Lucky lot. Um for her uh, presence. I mean, she, uh, again, back in the day when I saw her, I was like, oh, she looks tough. I bet she's the man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, George Zunzer, uh, his uh, partner, gets brutally murdered at the end of the film. We know that hopefully you've all watched it. We, got, we are going to spoil it, by the way. Um, he's in The Deer Hunter, No Mercy, with Richard Gear, No Way Out. Uh, he was Cobb in Crimson Tide, which I hope somebody picks. Um, uh, we've also got uh, Stephen Toblowski. Anyone want to have a guess at him? And I'll tell you who he was in the film. And hopefully Dom is the quickest person that's going to answer this. But when he comes uh, at the start and they're doing the psych profile and they're all around the table and she's reeling out and he's going, correct. And, he's, and then he gives his psych profile. He's the doctor that the psychiatrist brings in. Tall, thin, glasses. I remember him on Friday. No. Well, he was Ned. Ned Ryerson. Okay. Really? Nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> um, and also in sneakers. He was also in Thelma and Louise, apparently. Uh, he was, yes. I don't remember him for Thelma and Louise, but yeah, I should have. Probably put that, but yeah, sneakers. He's uh, um, the guy that they have to nick the pass off, which is all good. Uh, and then lastly, on this one, we'll wrap it up a nice, quick, tight one on this. Um, and then I've got a little bit at the end Wayne Knight, 
Again, Newman in Seinfeld, Dirty Dancing, Jurassic Park, uh, Voice of Toy Story 2, Third Rock from the Sun. Can we have a little bit of love for the director? Because, not being funny, he he met protest groups. I know there's a little bit of trivia. He met protest groups. He says, we heard you're going to release this. We heard that the script's going around. Obviously, it doesn't get, gets out in Hollywood. People protested. He visited them and said, right, let's help, help me rewrite it so that it's more, you know. Uh, well, what were they protesting? Protesting that, you know, there was too much sex in there and there's too much de- depiction of um, uh, bisexual people was, you know, it was wrong. It's, it's, you know, you, you put them all like that, that are all killers and things like this. He did write down. <laughs> well, he sat down, he wrote it, he looked at it and just went, Ah, screw it. I'm just going to go with the original script. And he just did the original one. So oh, he just disregarded good. it. Are you going to tell me that he changed it and we missed a lot that could have been in that movie? No, 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 no. He didn't bow down to, to the woke. I mean, I suppose that's probably a example of it. Flesh and Blood, Robocop, they're all directors, Total Recall, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. Not bad. Take, take, a, take a bow on that. No, that's not bad. I wouldn't say that was good either, to be honest with you. Robocop. Robocop and then Total Recall. Robocop. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a sci-fi movie. It's not like he's going to be sitting in the front row of the Oscars for that one. No, and he's certainly not going to be. But people remember him from Showgirls. Starship Troopers was a blast. Is that Yeah. Brilliant. Starship Troopers is a quality film. It is. Oh, so you prefer Starship Troopers over this one? Uh, yeah, I love Starship Troopers. I've watched it so many times. Yeah, I think it's really um, fun and enjoyable just as it's shown on the screen, but I think it's quite subversive as well. I think uh, it's also a bit of a commentary and a critique on uh, certain yes. values, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. it probably yeah, is. It's an film. I was too dumb to notice that when I first watched it, so I, I probably need to watch that again. Well, maybe, just maybe, we might be rewatching <laughs> it at some point oh, in the cool. not-too-distant future, yeah? Cancelize yeah. you with that. Anyway, it's just like Christmas. Maybe if you're good, we'll get what you want. Get you a gun, whatever they call it. What's that Christmas story rubbish? Um, I've just angered the people that were angered that were angered by my review of, or our review of Christmas story. Um, Some people's review. <laughs> you know, Robocop is about the life of Jesus. What? Anyway, really? I didn't know that one. That, honestly, you can go and look it up. That's what it's supposed to follow. He dies and rises again. And if Jesus, um, if Jesus, Jesus came back, he'd, def- he'd definitely have an Uzi this time, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Jesus, Jesus was on Earth forty this. days after he died. He didn't spend forty days like blowing people away. He gave him twenty seconds to comply. That's what it was about. I don't remember that giant robot fighting Jesus in the Bible. <laughs> um, blessed are the cheesemakers. Anyway. Joe Westerhouse, we're on to um, the writer. And I do have to give him a bit of uh, Flashdance, Jagged Edge with Glenn Close and, and Jeff Bridges is a good film. It's a well-written film. Unfortunately, he did Sliver, Showgirls, and Basic Instinct 2, and then Showgirls 2. But is that writer, Showgirls 2? There is a Showgirls 2, which I didn't realise until 5.15 uh, today that there is a Showgirls 2. Uh, I don't know if Elizabeth Barkley's in it. I don't know if anybody it should be. Um, shame. I was about to say ashamed of it. Showgirls is 
such a guilty pleasure. But anyway, um, Joe Esterhouse got 1.2 million for a film called Big Shots and then was drumming his fingers and going, I'm the highest paid writer in Hollywood until his rival, Shane, Bra- Shane Black, i.e. Billy from Predator. Is it Billy? The one with the cap and the glasses? The one, the first one that gets killed by the Predator. That's Shane Black. It's the writer. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Shane Black got 1.5 million for The Last Boy Scout. So Joe Astorhouse went, you need to pay me more for my basic instinct, which was, I think was originally called Love Hurts. Um, and yeah, basically he, he held out, held out, and he got 3 million. I should have called this film Love Hurts. That would have been a better title for it, I think. <laughs> yeah. Basic. Primeval instinct. Basic instinct. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, perfect. Anyway. Well, can I ask you guys something? Yes, because we finished Roll Call. So there you go. So, the so what does the title mean? Or what does that refer to? When you basic, say? The basic instinct of sex and killing. I don't know. The two of them are primeval instincts, aren't they? There you go. That's my quick... Freudian uh, and seconder. Well, it's nice, but I, I don't see it. You know? <laughs> I don't see his killing as a basic instinct or, you know, combining sex, you know, with killing. All right, sex, but... just sex then. No. Is that not a basic instinct? No. Help me out, get... anybody? By all, by no, all I means. would say so. Well, I guess sex, well, sex, I guess, is a basic instinct, but... Uh... I still don't understand what's... All right, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. So, um, good start, as we pointed out. Um, the introduction of characters, I think, is really good. Um, this is where Don like, starts breaking apart the uh, the positivity that I might put in there. But... I'll just, I'll just sit here with my arms folded. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the introduction of characters. Uh, I was a big fan of his psych, his partner. Thought he was really good. Um, it just plays his, you know, the usual the usual character that he plays in films, and he plays it well in this one. Um, but yeah, ice pick scene. Wow. It's uh, certainly if you were veering one way, and suddenly the violence of it is just taking it taking you by surprise. Maybe you would know it's coming if somebody told you word of mouth. But those first people right. coming in. No Here's idea. a question. Here's a question. Do you think no. that's a good way to go or not? I speak well, in the head. <laughs> yeah, but on the flip side, it, yeah, choices? Yeah, having uh, having sex with a beautiful woman, aren't you? So rather that than in a kind of a nursing home in your eighties, perhaps. Um, so you know, his ways to go would being butchered by an ice pick whilst in the throes of passion be a good way to go or not? Only if you've. Sorry, I'm going to be really basic now. Only if you've come beforehand. Okay. <laughs> waste that, otherwise, isn't it? That would be the deciding factor, you think, yeah? But yeah. Assuming, assuming that you had, yeah? Assuming that you had. Yeah, why not? Okay, I think, yeah, I, think I agree. Okay. Lift fast, I think women, young. Okay. okay. Women are really kinky. because Again, I know some girls. It's like, again, they're, they're into that. And, they, you know, I would never do that. What, killing? No, you know, the, <laughs> being tied while you're having sex. Uh, like I, I knew this girl. She's like, here we go. The fantasy. This is the fantasy she had. She goes, I want you to basically drug me and put you in your, your, the trunk of your car and kidnap me. 
and uh, and tie me up. And I was like, I ain't doing that. I says, what happens if you die in my trunk? You know, it's Let's like, I'm how. going straight to jail. It's like, oh, please. I'm like, no. It's like, see you, chick. <laughs> yeah, I've, heard, I could just... I've heard of, I've heard of like CNC, not CNC Music Factory, uh, consensual non-consent. So that's like basically um, fake rape. Yeah, and that's kind of what it was, but it's it's still it's like that. That sounds like it, it involved kidnapping everything. Somebody saw you. And imagine like, exactly. You. Imagine like getting pulled. Actual... Imagine getting pulled over by the police. Exactly. That's, pulled that's, over that's by the, the police. Risk, yeah. Shining yeah. the torch in the car and going, "Can I see your license, like, license goes, and registration?" And you go, boom, goes, boom, boom, boom <laughs> from the back. And he goes, "What's the, the back safe goes, word? You can't even say a safe word if you're in the trunk of a car." I, oh, yeah, God. it's, it's you know, like, yeah, I, no, well, let's do something else. She's going to go, this isn't a game. This isn't something that we're playing. He's kidnapped me. And then next thing, you're in jail. you got yeah, no you chance, have, You're having a, a very different type of sex uh, life after that, aren't you? Yeah. So. Sex. Yeah. yeah. They dropped the soap. So I think I might have dodged a bullet. <laughs> so oh, so you, you didn't go along with this role play then, Jim? No, 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 no. Yeah, I know what Don's going to ask say, next. That, that, that's not like an introductory level. That would be like, you know, quite far advanced down that road of um, role play, wouldn't it? What, so, what kind of girls are you associating yourself with, Joe? Some pretty messed up girls. You know? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, she was girls cool. With but it's like, you know, but I, I just think that was a little too far, you know. Just a little. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Smidge. Yeah. Wow. That at the car wash. Um, well, well that, that, that killed it. <laughs> I thought Sorry. Dom was going to do a follow up and go, Joe, tell me more. Go on, Dom. You got any. Uh... Less of the feedback that I might have been egging people on too much. You've you got any uh, stories, Dom, that you want to share? Um, nope. I've never been involved in any sort of ice pick related shenanigans. So. No, no tying up fantasies or silk scarves or. Silk scarves. I'm a, I'm a lad from the north of England, Amanda. We don't silk scarves. All right, then woolly scarves. <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing to share like that. Oh, the, the comment I went to make uh, here was about you, you said you like the sidekick, Charlie. The yeah, um, I like Gus is he called? Yeah, you, you said yeah. standing by that comment, are you? Yeah, I liked it. It's all right. His dialogue is atrocious. It, it, I got some of his lines here. This is when they discover the corpse. He got off before he got off. Yeah, great line. So that was one yep. of his. Not a great line. Yeah. Literally takes takes one to no one uh, later on in that. Um, da, 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 uh, she got that magnum cum laude pussy on which you done fried up your brain. She'd have to be nuttier brain. than a £20 Christmas fruitcake. I couldn't I couldn't work out whether it was a terrible performance or he just had terrible dialogue, but I think it's both. He's dreadful. When he got um, ice picked later on in the film, I think it was just like a sigh of relief from the audience would have been oh. that. Yeah, it's oh, truly, what? truly atrocious. Yeah, yeah I'm, this is where I jump over the net and join Dom, you know, for a little bit. Careful, I'm going to end the tennis ball at your head. But yeah, go on. No, I, you, you jump the fence, I, mate. I, no, I'm just saying I agree. I thought he was a forgettable character, to be honest with you. It's the one that tries to keep him straight and narrow and fails miserably. At least he tries. I thought it was quite funny, right? At the start of the film, obviously, you see Michael Douglas. He's given up smoking. He's given up drinking. 
he's sorted himself out he's he's all clean and then you realize it's a, it's um an attempt to uh, i don't know save his sort of character at work in terms of you know being accused of um um shooting was two it tourists a, two tourists wasn't it yeah it was it was cleared or or Anyway, it's as a result of all that investigation. And then as soon as Sharon Stone says, oh, yeah, you'll be smoking soon and, you know, uh, all your vices, basically, <laughs> you'll be back on the on the Jack Daniels. And true to form, there he is, sparks up a cigarette, has a JD, and you're like, oh, my God, here we go. Yeah, but didn't you think that was like a weakness of film? Was it, it required no effort to get him to descend into this chaotic state. It's like there was no careful exploration of, of what, pushed his buttons and what led him to that state. He just caved in straight away, returned to all his vices. Um, I don't think that's behavior which would, have, which would have got him suspended and fired as a policeman long before he eventually did. And um, it was like cartoonish levels of character development, I felt. That's unfair. And it's unfair because if he was going to drink and smoke again, then uh, he would have done that after the death of his recently, depart- recently deceased wife. I, if it's that easy, and if you if you're just waiting for an excuse in order to do that, he just wants to emulate her. He just wants to be like her, which is where he gets the interrogation scene. He says the same lines as her. What are you going to do? Arrest me for smoking. Um. So he's he wants to be. He wants to be on her level. It's almost like smoking outside the bike sheds and stuff. When you were when you you know you saw all that, but I want to be part of that crowd. So yeah, if I go and hang out there, if I go and do that, he, that's all it he was. Comes, she comes across as like icy, cool, assertive, yeah, dominant in, in charge. He comes across as like a sullen schoolboy. You know, he's he uh, throw, he throws his toys out the pram and uh, hmm. it just goes around shouting at everybody. Every everything Sweet. that goes wrong, he just um, ends up getting enraged and threatening to beat people up. Uh, yeah, yeah whereas, he doesn't like internal affairs, does he? No. No, he doesn't like that. The slightest provocation, and he's uh, flying off the handle. I thought he's quite an unlikable character. No, well, I guess in a way, you know, as you're saying that, I mean, I will agree. I don't think the writing was that great. There's a lot of things that happened. Like, did we ever see her lawyer in this movie? You never. Know, she waved the right. Then I was going to say her lawyer is brilliant that she got off from all this stuff. But I think it kind of shows like her just how intelligent that she is, that she's manipulating Michael Douglas to turn into this dumb idiot that is so obsessed with her, you know, that he's not thinking straight. He does stupid things. Like he does everything that she anticipates that he's going to do because he's such an idiot, you know? And I think that that's part of the problem too, is that there's so many people in this movie that, you know, you have to suspend disbelief. They're like, well, come on. The, The evidence is right there. I mean, how can you ignore it? Yeah. Makes him, she, I don't think Classen is an idiot. She's a psychologist. She's very, very good at what she does. Oh, no, transforms him into the person that well, she, she wants him to be. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking. You're talking about Sharon Stone's character. Hmm. Okay, and I thought you were bringing in the the psychologist. No, no. no. Um, yeah, but she 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 did. Yeah, you know, she's kind of like you. I guess you could say she's like a Hannibal Lecter in a way, but she uses sex. And, you know, she creates doubt in his mind and um, she has him obsessed with her. 
where again like like dom said you know he's smoking again he's drinking again he's obsessed with this girl even though he shouldn't be um so in that way i think it's a good movie is that her plan did work uh in order to get off but you know you're right too with the dialogue it's ridiculous i mean some of the the writing is just very subpar but i guess that's I, the whole thing I, with movies is you have to suspend disbelief sometimes if you know and, and say that this doesn't make sense i guess just with some movies like this i would say yeah no i, I agree with that i think any kind of thriller who done it type that it's you know doesn't bear that much resemblance to reality but at one stage i thought this was gonna be almost like a feminist movie because all the men were portrayed as idiots and all the women had the upper hand but then actually when you think about that the women are all then ultimately they're all either sluts or victims themselves they all get killed off and uh and nobody really emerges from any of this with much credit at all do they everybody's this kind of flawed character um and i i didn't see too many i don't know who you're supposed to root for in this film really um yeah they're all unpleasant michael Doug, well, i think we i was rooting for sharon stone it's kind of like even in um sansa lambs like you even though he's evil you still want to see Hannibal electric get away uh, amanda what, what did you think do you think this this was a feminist movie no Do you, do you think this was a film made for women, though, or for men? Because for me, it's it's voyeuristic, and I think it appeals and titillates for, for a male audience. I think it titillates for both, to be honest. You know, don't underestimate the power of sex for women, because you only have to look at the sales of Fifty Shades of Grey, and that's a book but aimed for women. And it's about sex, and it's about, you know, exploration and, and different things into, you know non-vanilla type of sex so uh, of which some of that was displayed in the film or or even alluded to as well with uh you know the use of drugs and um bisexuality um so so yeah i think it would titillate you know men and women that that went to see the film so i don't think it was particularly aimed at men i just think it was a film of a product of its era in the 90s you know you had very um unbeknownst at the time and they would have obviously realized after the film came out she was the right person to be playing that that part in that movie because uh, it worked she had screen presence she she made you believe how the film wanted you to believe her character so i think from a from a female acting point of view yes okay there's the sexist element of you know the crossing the legs and stuff and in trivia we'll we'll explore that but 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 it is sad that if she's actually only remembered for that that's not a good thing to be remembered for she should be re remembered for her part in casino more than anything not just right, but, but not just to focus on Sharon Stone, but this the shrink, the female psychiatrist, Jean Triplehorn's character. What about that scene when they're having a passionate encounter and then it turns into arguably kind of rape or non-consensual when he takes her from behind? Yeah. Did you think that, did you think that was problematic? <laughs> I can't speak from experience on that, obviously. 
in, no. a, in a in a situational aspect but i can see how easily that that would would come about um it, i think that was a very very fine line because even whilst it was happening just slightly afterwards she she then enjoyed it so it, i think there's all that sort of nuanced situational stuff i don't want to get down the line of of rape whether it was rape or whether it wasn't rape i don't really want to explore that because i don't think this is the format to do that but i think with sex there are fine lines um and and barriers (laughs) and boundaries um and i think it's about understanding those so i think he was just very i'm not excusing by the way i think in that scene he was just very switched on very aggressive very animalistic after seeing Catherine Tramal that it stirred up a lot of um basic fe- feelings instincts, basic instincts exactly yeah so it stirred that up in him um oh, I think that's a really good analysis that that's why I asked you yeah. not to kind of yeah, go yeah, too yeah. far down that that road but um no that's well said and uh, probably I think I agree with you yeah and you what answered is, my question why the why is it called basic instinct so very well done <laughs> um speaking of that scene and you know the the sort of where you said that she turned around and you can see towards the end that she might like it yeah. just made me think of i don't know if anyone's watched straw dogs with dustin hoffman susan george no no then you watch that tom you've watched that yeah, yeah so basically I, I, I think yeah. that scene in straw dogs is, is more well I, I don't think it's problematic i think it is wrong i think mean, personally i would say yeah that. yeah um, because what well, well get yourself into a position where she they go back to her homeland dustin hoffman's american and all the people that are there are all you know like rural types and stuff like this and her ex-boyfriend is there and basically her ex-boyfriend comes and rapes her but the look on her face is, is she smiles as it's happening even though it's there's no there's no ambiguity it's definitely what's happening and towards the end it's that smile and that's what caused a lot of controversy around it because it's kind of like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're doing something bad. Why is she smiling? But yeah, straw dogs. Um, not a companion film to this, by the way. Um, I would just go and watch straw dogs for different reasons because it's a yeah, but just, very just to good film. This discussion last tango in Paris. Uh, if any of our listeners want to look, uh, look into that film that, that's uh, a film that's not aged well for a similar uh no. scene the butter dish of course um right well on that ambiguous note there was uh, a, a, a scene as well in the piano as well wasn't there i didn't watch it uh, you, yeah. you love the piano it's the second time in two weeks you brought that up or yeah let me mention yeah, Eric, i, I Eric just Stoltz. remember because she was she was basically widowed wasn't she and then she was sold to some australian guy and she had to go with her daughter to go and live in a foreign land and uh he basically raped her um because he was hers and she didn't love him she didn't want to be with him and then she found um what's his name god the actor that's it yeah he he befriended her didn't he and they kind of got it on um Moving on, then, from this, before uh, YouTube has already said, they've used the R word <laughs> quite a lot. Is this uh, something we need to look at? Um, uh, I'm going to go back to something that we did a long, long time ago. Auditor alert. 
Um, files seem to be going missing, and there's no audit trail of bringing them back. That file's been missing. That file that was missing from the police thing was missing for a year. Yeah. And all he says is, or is there any chance he can ask the guy to give it me back? Mm-hmm. So, uh, very lax. That bringing a bit of a comedic bit into it rather than the uh, what we previously discussed. What also I found quite amusing was uh, the search the search databases um, on finding out about past uh, offences of people and, and different things. And like, that's not how it, how it <laughs> would work. You'd have to type in a string of commands before you typed in that. And then you'd have to do uh, like a database search. And then you'd have to put all your uh, groups of data and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. <laughs> he just types in. He says, this is what she looks like now. <laughs> and he just types in. In, in 1983. Yeah. In, into a computer that era, it would have just gone, command what? not recognised. Syntax <laughs> error. Yeah, it just would have been, yes. Syntax error. Good Lord. Well, I think, like, most people's brains were like, they weren't focusing on that back in the day. They're like, where's Sharon Stone? You know, that's all they were thinking <laughs> in their head. And She's speaking a bad of that, driver, isn't she? Christ. Uh, Speaking of bad drivers, these car scenes, car chase scenes in this film are abysmal. There's a Ferrari in it, and, and and the footage is like one of those dash cam footage things you see on YouTube where someone has a prank. It's it's pitiful, you know. Uh, where's the overhead shots? Where's the sweeping vistas around these mm. um, Francisco mm. bays? You just got following along behind this car, plodding along. It's some um, garbage. Absolutely, yeah, that 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 lost two points just for the car chase scenes. And the bit where the the lorry comes in front of him, you're like, he'd have never got out of that alive. Yeah, it was no, certain death, yeah. about to collide with him. Yeah. Mm. See, see, Dom, you're winning. You're actually lowering my score a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you, talk, you talk about auditor in there. I would like to see the HR policies for this police department because apparently you can just <laughs> smoke and drink, flagrantly disobey orders, ignore suspension plans, insult and physically assault your colleagues. Uh, just, just no, no attention to police procedure or following evidence trails or anything like. Just wander around, drive around, shagging witnesses and suspects left, right, and centre, and that's yeah. all fine. Totally yeah. legit. So, and see yeah. also lethal weapon. I mean, no, they, then the, the psychiatrist walking around there. I mean, it's almost like. I mean, was this a thing, Joe? Is there, was there always a psychiatrist in the police department that was just hanging around, rubbing the fingers, waiting for somebody to? Sleeping with no, patients. Yeah. Another thing, too, I mean, if this guy, even if he was found not guilty of killing those tourists, they wouldn't put him on active duty that no. day. They would give him a desk job. They wouldn't have given him a gun. Yeah. Um, okay, well, moving moving towards the end, sort of end, not, not going to finish just yet. We didn't even talk about the leg crossing stuff. No, we're going we're gonna to talk about the leg crossing stuff. All right, stuff. okay, good. Um, well, from I, I was just thinking from an from an overall point of view, the, the way that um, my is the film isn't the film's focused on Michael Douglas. It's focused on what he's going through because he's in nearly enough every single scene. Mm. Um, and you know, you, you you're right, Sharon Stone. People remember, you know, remember for for you know, things that she did. Jen Triplehorn as well for, for what she did, but. Pretty much, this is the Michael Douglas story. This is a transition from him being, and we have to. We don't know why his wife killed herself. 
is it because she found out? I mean, this might be something that I missed. Is it because she found out that that we're ha- he was having an affair? Don't know. Mm. Um, but you've got this this arc that he goes through, and at the end comes out, and um, we'll get to the did she, didn't she, or who who was it, or who done it at the end. But yeah, I just think it's a it's a Michael Douglas film. I know we talked about all the other stuff, but, you know. and that's why it got three out of ten for me. Mm. Uh, so let's, Lacro- let's do the leg crossing scene, scene. and let's yes. do the nightclub scene because those are two memorable scenes yes. for different reasons. Yeah. Okay. So, so you didn't like the dialogue? Did you like the the, the back and forth dialogue in? I, I like the. I thought the scene where she because yeah, it's not just about her own crossing her legs, isn't it? I thought yeah because she's the centre of that scene. I think she is a good actress, and I think she um, it is interesting and it's quite compelling the way that she does that. I mean, obviously it's total unbelievable nonsense, of, you know. But again, to Joe's point, suspend your disbelief that she's having this interview. With these, and so I think yeah, I think that's done pretty pretty well. And the cranking up of the tension, the kind of the way that the director edits the way the men are looking at her and responding to her, like physically and emotionally, I thought that was uh, I thought that was effective. And She's then it is you know, master effectively, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. In that room? But, but because all of the beggings and, and sort of you know but, um, doing whatever she wants them to do, basically. The film's so well known for that scene, but uh, you know, it's, so it's difficult to remember that at the time that was really it was a shocking development. It was a yeah, that's why the word of mouth existed because that just wasn't the sort of thing you saw on mainstream cinema. Well, or did you see it? I suppose that's the question. But um, yeah, I thought was, I thought that's probably the best scene in the film, and that's why it's remembered. Oh, we had the 4K version, so we paused it, and yes, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. And then we zoomed. No need oh, to. I forgot we could zoom. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, I always thought that it was it wasn't actually there because whenever I've seen the film admittedly not very many times i tried to see whether it was actually you know displayed on display as she opened her legs and i couldn't see anything and then when (laughs) when we got the 4k version i'm like oh right yeah Yeah, okay you can see everything Mm. considering you couldn't really see it when you were in the cinema and everyone went on word of mouth the word of mouth should have been, yeah, yeah the sun is something there, but I don't know. You need to go and see it for yourself. You should have been able to see it in the cinema. It's pretty damn big. Yeah, well, if it's, anyway. If it's not a full k though, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that remark, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what was worse is uh, Jessica Rabbit in Who Frame Rides the Rabbit. Um, they paused that scene. Apparently, when she got thrown out of the car, her legs were spread open and she didn't have any underwear on. And it was the animators being jerks, basically. You know, yeah, Disney eventually Jessica replaced Rabbit. it. But that's worse because it's, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is not a kid's movie. Well, in a way, no, you're right. No way. No way. Like but I would take Lloyd's my. I would take my kids to go see Who Framed Roger Rabbit over Basic Instinct, you know? Well, yeah, because it's... <laughs> that's like saying, no, yeah, I'd rather than... Although I would, I would give an example of home theater's surround sound to my kids so that they could see <laughs> what it's really like. Kids, yeah, turn, turn away for the first uh, five minutes. In fact, turn away for the whole two hours, nine minutes. So did it bring back memories then, Joe, when you were watching the film in your... Uh, oh, yeah. Watching oh, it with yeah. your mum. 
Are you watching it? Is your mum there? No. <laughs> no, but I thought like, um, you know, I was like, man, I guess we were watching this for about, you know, five to ten minutes. Like, that was pretty long. And no, it made me laugh because I didn't care back then. But back then, you know, she was horrified. <laughs> you know? So it was funny. <laughs> I bet. And then, the, the uh, I mean, the when you talk about it being a, a film by a man for men, bit where Wayne Knight leans forward and kind of like sticks his tongue out licks his lips and you know where after that scene you kind of like bit grubby that 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 little bit but mm. yeah rest of it's all right and then we've got the nightclub scene top tunes yeah. by the way I want to I want to go for a drink there I, I want to go for a drink there and have a smoke you know and I'll do, I'll do all of that in this nightclub that was trash though yeah that was a trash Why? scene because Why? It reminded me of the Simpsons episode when they go the gay steel workers of America. It was all this kind of high energy nonsense dancing. Um, Michael Douglas looked about as comfortable in that scene as a pregnant nun. Um, he looked totally like a fish out of water. He, he did know. look like someone's dad trying to oh, find his daughter to come pick him up in the taxi, didn't he? He's supposed to be a policeman. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was drivel, badly done drivel. That's what I'm saying about that scene. Yeah, and he, yeah, it was awful. Oh, I thought the dancing was all right. So, all right, here's another question for you, Amanda. Do you think that um, Sharon Stone's character would have been attracted to Michael Douglas's character? Did you think it was believable? Because he's, you know, she's supposed to be fascinated and obsessed by him and based this character on him. Yeah. But I think well, he, he looks like his dad arrived to pick up his daughter from that night. Well, yeah, did a little bit, but maybe that's that's the enjoyment she likes playing. She likes playing with people and and getting them to sort of conform to what she wants them to do, without telling them. She's playing. It wouldn't be much of. It and wouldn't be much of a, like it wouldn't be much of a movie if they had Wayne Knight be the character that she went after. You know. <laughs> uh, and again, I think she was writing a book, so she kind of said, "This is my sucker right here." Mm. I'm not saying she was attracted to him, but she was like. I'm going to use him. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, she played the game. She went along for the ride, didn't she, basically? She was I'm, driving. And, I'm sticking uh, up for Michael Douglas, sorry, in all of this. Michael Douglas was a bona fide sex symbol at the time. He was. He was. He was. So there's no reason. You, you're all being a bit, well, there's no way that she'd fancy him. There, there would be women that are going to see this. Quite, for quite the way Douglas. I phrased it. Um, oh, but, it's insinuated. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you, but you look at everyone in the interrogation room. Who is she going to choose there? Mm. The yeah, choose somebody. Nick. Nick. What do you think, Nick? <laughs> Every time you say it like that, I just think it's Utopia. Nick. Nick. <laughs> um, right. So, well, so we we we've done it all. Apart from, we've got to have the discussion. Did she do it? I think it's very clear. Uh, this is just my thing. It's very clear at Sharon Stone throughout. Um, there's no ambiguity on, on my part. I don't think there's anything. I think it was all set. She all set. was all set up. She saw her opportunity and set somebody up. And she's a psychopath. No, you see. Ooh. I'm watching the film because I've not seen this for years. Okay, not seen the film for years. I'm like. Oh, God, yeah. And I was starting to think, oh, God, yeah, somewhere along the line, it's the psychiatrist that's actually doing this. 
And then I was like, no, oh, of course it is. Yeah. And then it's not her at all. And then I realised at the end, oh, God, yeah, ice pick. Uh, mm, is she Is she going to do it? Is she not going to do it? And there's all these false kind of like orgasms and uh, going forward. And you think, oh, it's just her thing. It's, you know, someone was obviously copying her. And if they'd have had, if these two women have, uh, had had a, a dalliance together, then she'd have known that that's how she likes to have an orgasm, etc. So she'd know her style and be able to sort of copy that if she was being a copycat sort of killer thing uh, or framing someone else. So, um, yeah, I kind of drifted away from it being Catherine Trammell uh, and then to the psychologist. And then I was like, oh, but it can't be that. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But I had a lot of gaps and I, I spoke to you, didn't I, Charles, about the gaps. I'm like... So why did this happen and why didn't that happen and what what was she doing dressed up in the holes that's that's what that's what yeah. referred to the mouse yeah. why was she what was she dressed was it her that killed like his sidekick basically or not or was that Catherine Tramal or was she just in the wrong place at the wrong uh, time? Like, wait, wait a minute sorry it's clearing up psychiatrist did nothing apart well, who did the wig apart and from the... steel files and everything but who did the wig and Planted. No, uh, planted there. Well, who Sh- killed him? Sharon Stone. How? With an ice pick. You were there. You saw the same thing as me. No, I don't, I don't think you can say it that confidently. Because, right, no. yes. not my words. Roger Ebert, you know, big US movie reviewer. So he liked it. Does does the movie deliver? In a way, it does. It kept me interested in guessing right up until the final shot, which revealed that all my efforts were pointless since the guilt or innocent of. So, the guilt or innocence of the characters was a toss of a coin based on evidence that could be read both ways. The film is like a crossword puzzle. It keeps your interest until you solve it. Then it's just worth the scrap and space is filled in. So it's, it's ambiguous. You can't say who the culprit is in the film. And my personal reaction to that was I felt like it had wasted my time rather than it being some sort of delicious twist or beautifully ambiguous. I just thought, well, what, you know, which was it? And there wasn't enough, yeah yeah so the first time i saw this I, I will say this time i didn't think it was ambiguous at all i thought it was her that she, well, she was well, the one. her what sharon stone yeah. sharon stone yeah, yeah i mean because she had the ice pick under the bed but yeah, <laughs> back but in the day with... that, if, if i didn't include that one final scene of the ice pick yeah then it would have been a psychiatrist. So all the, the whole thing hinges on that one scene, whether they and they might have included that, they might not have done it, could have been on the editing room floor. So I don't know, I thought that was a bit I had a very I had a very dumb take when I first saw it. I thought it was a lesbian girlfriend. And then, Yeah, yeah. Well you kind of led to believe it could be anybody, aren't you? Well no, even after she was gone, I was like Oh. It was the girlfriend and she left the ice pick under the bed. Yeah, you could read it that way. Look, uh, well, you got me thinking. Toss a coin, whichever one you think it was. It was. Well, you got me thinking. First of all, if she's going to kill somebody when she's in bed, she has the ice pick behind her. She doesn't know in the bed. She doesn't go. Oh, is there any chance you just pause? Can you just keep yourself keep yourself going while I just look under the bed for for something? Um, she's going to have the ice pick there, uh, and then she's never going to store the ice pick underneath the bed, is she? She'll no. store it in the drawer. So why's the ice pick under the bed? Maybe it rolled out of her bag. Well, she carries it around with her. 
It's very flexible, though. I mean, she probably could have reached and grabbed that ice pick. If I can't just set up, I, you, you're all mad with your theories and your bunkum and your things. Like no, that. I think she killed him. Yeah. I, you know, I think she was the murderer. You know. Yeah, she killed the sidekick. She killed the partner. Yeah. Did she? She, she killed everybody. She killed yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. She's a psychopath. You both keep saying about. she. It's not not clear who you. You both say it's Sean Stone. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent. So so what, what happens in the you you saw the the sequel? So is she revealed as the murderer in that one? Uh, oh no, we'll discuss that. In, well, well right. actually, no. Yeah. Well, we can discuss the Basic Instinct Two is set in London. Uh, Michael Douglas doesn't even get mentioned, by the way. So does, he, does, it, you don't it, know it, if he's dead. Oh, okay. Just a standalone. You've no idea. Um, again, start Stan Collymore, footballer. She drives the Lamborghini into the Thames. Um, she gets assigned a uh, psychiatrist, David Morrissey, um, and basically does message with his head and there's killings going on all the time, all over the place. And in the end, she manages to get in everything upon David Morrissey and he ends up in an asylum. And she comes and visits him at the end and went, yeah, thank you. You gave me my alibi and walks off into the distance. So it is her. So it's her in the second one, yeah. So it's her well, in the first it, one. Yeah, oh. okay. Um, right. Well, we've done scores. Um, for those who who, who uh, missed the start, who think, oh, where are the scores? I'm just, I, Which Joe, I, just I think, is Joe, have, you, have you lowered your score, Joe? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. Wow, oh. I, I'll say uh, six point five. Oh, how can you get? Wait, well, you're going down a whole mark and a half. Yeah, I mean, without the sex and Sharon Stone, I mean, it, it's a dumb movie. Hundred percent. Wow, raise you can raise yours up. No, I'll keep it at eight and a half. Okay, so we've got eight, eight and a half, six and a half, and three. Wow, talk about a film that splits opinion. Splits, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Great great choice, Amanda. This is what I think the, the best types of pod are where we can have these discussions. So Well, really speaking choice. of choice, um Don, When are we doing trivia, by the way? When are we doing trivia? In a moment when we're doing this as a separate podcast like we did for Pulp oh, Fiction. Okay, that's fine. So we're gonna do it separately. We're gonna um a wee and a cup of tea. I don't know if we can make a wee and a cup of tea. Um we can do that. But we and your tea. Before we get to that, before we finish this podcast. Mm. Um, Dom, it's my birthday tomorrow. Um, and so I'm hoping that the film you're going to choose is going to be an early birthday present. So the floor is wow. yours, my friend. What are we covering next? Well, it sounds like a big responsibility for me. And um, I have to be honest, I, I came into this part. I've got four films picked for the season, but I wasn't sure in which order to do them. And um, I was torn between two now. So I am going to go with my original plan. So I hope this is what you're after. And, and actually, it's not referencing Basic Instinct. It's referencing Joe's choice of Pulp Fiction earlier in this season. So for me, and I think the consensus on the pod was that Pulp Fiction was the quintessential 1990s film, probably you know in cinema, but certainly American cinema. So I, I wanted to choose a film which, for me, I think represents the quintessential film in British cinema in the 1990s by way of to compare and contrast. Um, Amanda looks excited, but I'm not sure. Anyway, my film is Plane Spotting. Yes! Yeah? That's on my list! 
Oh, fantastic. Well, there you go. Great, great minds. So, yeah, train spotting, which was massive um, in Britain, certainly at the time. Oh, it made... was culturally massive. Ewan McGregor yeah. and Robert Carlyle, you know, big, big film, great soundtrack, a la Pulp Fiction. Um, you know, it's certainly not a film that fetishizes drug use in, no. um, in the same way that Pulp Fiction and Basic Instinct have done. So, I'm looking forward to exploring the seedy slums of Glasgow with each of you in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, and absolutely. Joe, I, I, think, I think Joe's going to need the subtitles. Poor old Joe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, uh, yeah, I'll probably need subtitles. Uh, I've never <laughs> yeah. seen it. I've never seen it. Haven't oh, you? Wow. Yeah. You're, I've, you're I've been it. tempted to see it, but I, I can't stand you, McGregor, now. Uh, I can't stand him. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's the movie that made him. Like, he would not have been in Star Wars if not for that movie. Yeah, but he's not like you, McGregor, now. He's early version, you, McGregor. I'm just Raw, saying. Edgy. Yeah, he's like he sucks in Star Wars, and you know, I, I hate the fact that he was ever discovered. You know, but I'll watch it with an open mind. Ooh, I did hear it was know, good. I was tempted to watch roll it. Call, but... Roll call next time is going to be a bit of a belter. Uh-huh. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, because Joe's just going to be you going through your McGregor films. No, no, yeah. no, definitely not. Is there any, well, I guess we'll discuss it next week. I was going to say, is there any good Ewan McGregor movie other than Train Spotting? Uh, Shallow Grave? I've never seen it. I think he makes every movie worse. Well, like, I know reserve in, judgment. Or we'll see. For Maybe I'll one? I'll change and then all of a sudden I was like, I need to watch Star Wars again. But we'll see. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Although <laughs> if I had a gun to your head, Joe... Star Wars Episode 1 or Episode 9? Oh, 1. 9 is just horrendous. It's awful. It's awful. It is awful. I, I watched it. Well, I tried to watch it again. Dreadful. Um, right. Thank you, uh, Thank you, Don, for my early birthday present. That is... Thank you very much. It's lovely. I'm sure I'm going to get some equally good presents tomorrow, he says, looking at Amanda. But- Maybe you might have a white scarf or something in your. That's why. Perhaps. A little yeah, birthday cashmere. treat. It's cashmere or silk. Yeah, maybe no not. When it's, it's uh, a Hermes, when it's Hermes white scarf, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you should get him an ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Nice one. Right. So we're going to have a bit of a break here. It's the end of the podcast. So, break in the sense that if you don't listen to trivia, then this is the end of the podcast for you. But we hope that. Um, we think it's working quite well uh, by splitting it up. We're going to try it. If it doesn't work so well, then we'll just go back to what we did with Speed, where we included it in as, as we talked. So by all means, give us some feedback. But I'm just loving, and I'm just going to talk to you now as as, as this. thanks for those that have subscribed. And thanks for those that like the video stuff, because that's what helps get out. You know, that's what helps us, you know, do this. Because we, we love doing this. We know that we had dedicated listeners when we first started, and that's, this is really good. But the fact that you've all been interacting as well um, and leaving messages and things, you know, I, I really do thank you for that. And, you know, for the listeners' the listeners' requests, after Dom's, we'll, have, we'll all have a chat and we'll do one of those listener requests. Um, we'll just take it because it's fine, because we can carry on doing this, uh, and we want you to know that your feedback is, is very much welcome. So keep the comments coming. Um, it'll mostly be me that reply, but if you've got anything for any of the others, let me know and I'll pass it on and we'll, we'll t- tell them how good they are. Tell them 
Dom doesn't know what he's doing with the three for basic instinct. Lambast Joe for lowering his score. Um, and just say how pretty and gorgeous Amanda looks. Whatever you want to say, oh. by all means. So my content is worth nothing. I just look pretty. Yeah, that's, that's very misogynistic. <laughs> Thanks. Lord. I was giving you a compliment. That's the token blonde. You didn't, okay. you, didn't lo- you didn't do it. You didn't give a low score and you didn't change your score. So I didn't feel that you needed any. Uh, okay. Like that. So pedal on that one. That's my rationale. <laughs> right. Um, and remember to like and subscribe. Remember to like and subscribe. And Absolutely. tell your friends. Yeah. Spread the word. If you, I mean, if you like this, if it, you know, we try to separate. If people just like to come for roll call, we won't get offended. You know, if you don't hear well, anything on the side, and we we I can will. see the listening stats, and we can see that there are a few, and very much a few out of the, uh, the people that listen, just zero in on certain certain areas. Go and try and listen to the whole thing, because you know we, we're pretty good. Then I would say that because um, we started the started the right. podcast. Come on, wrap it up. Right. Okay, I'm going to say. Cheerio. See ya. Goodbye. Toodle pip. Bye.